Hey everybody, welcome back to the Silicon Sasquatch podcast. I am Nick, and I'm back again with another uh, article reading for you. This is a review of Final Fantasy 16 that I have been, I guess, kind of kicking around for about three or four months now. I finished the game over the summer, and uh, I haven't published it because I don't really... Well, I guess you'll understand when I get into reading it, because I'm going to go off script a fair bit here. But... Um, I originally didn't want to publish this because I thought it was kind of a bad critique of a, uh, in my mind, a perfectly mediocre game that is kind of inexcusably mediocre. I mean, I'm not trying to hold anybody to a higher standard here, but I think that the legacy of the Final Fantasy series is one of constant reinvention, but also of a very kind of dogged persistence in trying to evoke certain themes and explore certain kind of narrative spaces. And I feel like 16 is the first one to really just have, it doesn't have a soul is what I'm trying to say. And I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm kind of spoiling the, the conclusion here, but I'll just jump in here in a moment. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start reading. Throughout the 52 hours I spent wringing every ounce of content out of Final Fantasy XVI, I was all but certain I didn't want to write about it. My reasoning is that the game didn't surprise, delight, or infuriate me. It didn't provoke an emotional reaction at all, really. And it's the first game in the series to fail that crucial test, which probably says everything you need to know. But I've been coming back to this draft over the past few months because I feel like I ought to say something. I want to warn readers and help set the record straight about this game. Final Fantasy XVI coasted right into an 88 review score average on OpenCritic, and it has an 87 on Metacritic. And you'd be forgiven for thinking that's a good thing instead of a red flag. And, uh, okay, so I, I could go on for a long time about how games that score in the high 80s on these sites are often the games you have to be the most cautious about approaching. In short, they're often kitchen sink AAA schlock that costs a lot of money, takes no risks at all, and checks all the right boxes to pass muster among the throngs of half-baked game criticism sites that still exist out there. But I'll save that for some other time. Let's just focus instead on how the reviewers miss the mark with this specific game. Anyway, the whole reason I sought out and completed every little scrap of this game's abundant, dreary, and bland content is that I kept hoping that somewhere in there I'd finally unearth the game's beating heart. I was certain that buried in some dark recess or another, the game's intact soul was waiting to be excavated, desperate to be witnessed by the series' most dedicated fans. Seemed like a safe assumption, but I regret to say that I emerged empty-handed. For the first time in series history, we received a Final Fantasy game entirely bereft of a soul. Sounds a bit dramatic, but bear with me. So, just to set the scene... Final Fantasy XVI is a breakout critical success. Square's unhappy with its sales numbers, but Square's unhappy with literally every game's sales numbers, so let's not worry about that too much. It seems to be doing quite well. And, you know, me, as someone who has liked every single other game in this series, uh, many of which also take massive risks and represent departures from previous entries, I somehow despised it. So, I guess that asks the question, what happened? Alright, so first, just to like restate my credentials, I am uh, 37 years old, which is uh, roughly approximating middle age, uh, which is great. 
Uh, Final Fantasy IV uh, was one of the first games that taught me how to read. Uh, and I've actually played through every single player main series game in the Final Fantasy series to completion at least once. And there's a handful of them I've played at least several times through to the end. I know this series very intimately, and I care quite a bit about it, to be honest. And what I love about Final Fantasy, besides the beautiful music, uh, really creative, interesting worlds, and the richly imagined characters, and its barely disguised goofball spirit, is that Final Fantasy is constantly reinventing itself. Uh, its battle systems get fundamentally reimagined from game to game, storytelling techniques are often quite significantly different, Themes and core concepts are distinct and often resonant. And having grown up in a world where the media industry started out risk-averse and has only grown increasingly paranoid, Final Fantasy is this kind of rare exception. It's the one mass-market game series that must reinvent itself. And to its credit, Final Fantasy XVI is a major reinvention. It forgoes party-oriented turn-based combat for real-time control of a single character in what most closely resembles the uh, character action subgenre. Think like Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, um, games like that. It deals extensively with heavy topics like slavery and sexual violence, neither of which has been explored in much depth in previous games. Uh, they can say fuck in this one, which is cool, and it's by far the most depressed feeling game in the series, which is new too, for better or worse. The problem is that the game absolutely cannot bring any of its new tentpole features to fruition. The combat is dull, repetitive, and dreary. The characters, especially the game's women, are woefully underdefined, lacking in strong motivations or any plausible representation of agency whatsoever. And the music is awful too, and I, I really don't mean to be too harsh here, so let me dig into this a bit. There are Final Fantasy games with scores I don't particularly care for, like Final Fantasy XII, but I still think that game has a really fantastic score. It's just, I just don't personally like it too much. But that's okay, and I can see the difference there. On the other hand, Final Fantasy XVI sounds like a run-of-the-mill TV show. It's uninspired and bereft of heart. It's all pomp and no circumstance. And there's just no winning with this game. Like, if you mainline the core story missions, you end up grinding through a lengthy chain of action battles that is chopped up with ponderous and expensive-looking cutscenes until you finally reach its ambiguous, but not in a particularly meaningful or earned kind of ambiguity, uh, conclusion. And if you dip into the game's plentiful and quite tedious side quests, you're going to feel like you're stuck in an MMORPG where everyone else had the good sense to log off long ago and do something much better with their time. There's very little of value to be found in those side missions in terms of character development or world building. The only motivating factors are to get the best weapons and to feel like I accomplished something with all this time I wasted. They're regressive and they reflect a dangerous misunderstanding of a game developer's covenant with their players. Playing a game with nothing to say is kind of like wandering into a bookstore and accidentally picking up a stack of Hallmark cards instead of a novel. And Final Fantasy XVI has, you know, has its pretty vistas and good actors and fancy menus and all the trappings you might look for in a polished, expensive game, but it just, it just sucks to play. Like, okay, let me drop the highfalutin prose for a bit here. Let's just talk person to person. As a critic, I don't think it's productive to label games as good or bad. Those words mean nothing without the full context of who's playing, where they're coming from, 
what they're expecting to or hoping to get out of their experience. I'm a lifelong Final Fantasy enjoyer who's been playing these games since I could barely read. I really do love this series the way people love Star Trek or Star Wars or Harry Potter. You know, despite its faults, it's a cornerstone of how I relate to the world of human culture. It's a big deal to me. And like I said, now that I've completed every single player game in the Final Fantasy series, I can say this with certainty. Final Fantasy 16 is the worst one, and it's not even close. Yes, I'm even talking in a modern context. You know, I'd rather replay Final Fantasy 2 than even a third of Final Fantasy 16. Of course, you might feel differently, and you are welcome to, sincerely. It's okay if you think I'm totally wrong about this. But you're reading, or I guess listening to this, because you want my perspective, I guess. So why did I write all this, and why did I go to the trouble of recording myself reading it? Is it just a bag on a game I don't like? Like, no, of course not. I mean, sure, it, it does help to get this off my chest a bit, but that's not why I wrote it. I wrote this because I'm concerned about this game's critical reception. There is nothing about this game that suggests a B-plus grade is justified. It is the worst game I've finished all year, and I've finished Starfield. Okay, no, full disclosure, I uh, I did not finish Starfield. <laughs> I, I played like six hours and was like, that's, that's more than enough for me, and I dropped it quite quickly. Uh, but actually, as luck would have it, almost all my criticisms about Final Fantasy 16 apply to Starfield too. So just, you know, copy paste that name in and re-listen to this. And uh, yeah, there you go. And, you know, I do think that the big, the biggest problem here really is just that it's, it's not that Final Fantasy 16 being bad is a huge problem. It's not. It's disappointing to me. It's disappointing to fans of the series. It doesn't bode super well for what Square's going to do next with the series, given that this seems to have sold pretty well and reviewed pretty well. Uh, although it did get pretty well snubbed at the Game Awards, which is, uh, you know, some sort of indicator or something. Uh, but I, I do think the game's critical success points to a real problem, a fundamental problem with the state of games criticism, which is that, again, this is my perspective, but as someone who's been looking at this very closely for a long time, I perceive that the score-based world of games criticism has been largely co-opted by major publishers probably a long time ago in order to help them sell their big budget games and to ensure a strong return on investment at the cost of providing any meaningful criticism or advocacy for artistic, creative, or progressive achievement in design and execution of games. We've never issued review scores at Silicon Sasquatch because even back in 2008 when we started, we saw how review scores were inherently reductive, and they didn't end up serving the public in any, to my mind, meaningful way. The benefit of a snapshot score means nothing when the full review, the context of the review, is ignored. And the way we experience media, and I guess life for that matter, is messy, complicated, inconsistent, but often joyful. And reducing those experiences to measurable scores is just nonsense. If I gave review scores out, Final Fantasy XVI would get a failing grade. It fails to honor the series' fundamental values. It fails to tell a meaningful story with skill or grace. It fails to fulfill its contracts with the player to offer an enjoyable, deep combat system or a rich, vibrant world to explore. It is an empty, vapid, depressing experience, and I do not wish it on anyone. All right, well, that's, uh, that's the review. Um, it feels good to, uh, I guess it's more of an indictment of, uh, games criticism, but 
I guess it's kind of an epilogue. I want to be, what I wrote was a little bit harsher than I intended to be. And I want to kind of take a step back and talk about the reality of the games press these days, which is, you know, and actually it's kind of been just this trend I've observed ever since I even was a young journalism student dreaming of one day making a living talking, writing, reporting about games, which is that it's kind of fallen apart in slow motion around us for my whole adult life. And uh, it's not getting better, really, by and large. Um, it's just really hard to make enough money in in this economy uh, as a game critic and as a game's publication. It's just... And that's why we have so much of a race to the bottom when it comes to things like review scores and getting clicks and things like that. And, you know, I've been lucky to be able to keep Silicon Sasquatch ad-free and free to read. Um, you know, most people can't do that. But we also have the reach of, like, you know, a tiny puppy. We don't really have a whole lot of people reading the site very often. Uh, it'd be cool if we did, but we don't promote. It's been a long, long time since we spent any money on advertising and that's okay. You know, I, I shared these things with my friends and I'm sure that other people who contribute to the site also, you know, have people that they share these things with. And I, my hope is that we reach some people, but I, I just feel like I really want to like take a moment, not really to, to pile on Final Fantasy 16, which, you know, again, not my favorite game, one of my least favorite in recent memory, actually, but to talk about this real problem of criticism and kind of, I want to kind of issue a sort of I don't know. I guess like you could call it a rallying cry or you could just call it like a, a modest request, which is like the reality is that many of us who want to be game critics who might be really good at it even just will never get the chance. And there's there's probably some reality in which I was able to get that job as a critic to really feel like I was, you know, like, you know, to be able to do this for money and really kind of have a bigger dent with it and maybe that's maybe that would have been a really good life maybe that never was within reach i don't know i suspect it was if i if things had you know if i tried harder if i'd really tried harder and if i'd had kind of a different value proposition in mind but the reality is like recording this took me 15 minutes writing it you know a couple hours over a few months and i feel like it's still important to to engage in criticism and you don't have to be a paid critic to do it. You don't have to be a paid critic to do it. Well, many paid critics don't do it super well all the time. It's hard to do it well, but you know, it's a good skill to practice. And I say this because I think that we are, we are facing so much economic and societal pressure to not be critics, to engage with media, to be fans of media, but not to be critical of media. And when we are engaged but not critical is when we surrender agency. It's when we surrender our brains, basically, and kind of succumb to the, the yawning void of IP uh, consuming everything we know and love. And so I just, I, I encourage everybody listening to this, if you've thought about writing something, um, to just kind of like, you know, maybe 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 make your own podcast. Maybe write a review of a game you, you were playing. Maybe just post it, I don't know on some social media site or if you have a blog put it there and uh you know if you do that send me a link i would like to see it and uh, yeah i just i'm in no position to do this full-time anymore like i've got a different career now i've got a different life now but i do want to get back to to critiquing to criticism as a, as a sort of frequent 
outlet for me as a, as a something I spend time on and tr keep trying to get better at because I do think it's an important skill. And uh, I still care a lot about games. I still care a lot about this medium. I haven't given up all hope on it despite many, many days where I felt like I probably maybe should uh, because it infuriates me sometimes to see what happens in this space. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just leave it with that, you know? Let's just, let's keep the criticism going, because, you know, as long as it's good faith, as long as it's coming from a place of, like, wanting to see things getting better, that's all it needs to be. And then it's absolutely worth, worth the try, worth the time. All right, I think that's enough for me for now. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with maybe some new content soon, and if I don't see you this month, uh, we'll be back in probably December or early January with our uh, 15th annual Game of the Year awards for the year of 2023, which is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, it's hard to get anything to happen 15 years in a row, and uh, we're doing it, and it's pretty cool. So thanks for supporting us over the years. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you back here soon. <laughs>